0: As always, you're invited to join us. 603-283-6160 is the number for that. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Richie Rich. And we have an update on the bodybuilder who we discussed, ah, man, probably a year ago, if not more, who fell in love with and married his sex doll. Well, there's there's an update on him coming up later. There's also a question of the McFlurry machine, the mysterious McFlurry machine from McDonald's always being broken.
1: We got to get someone to investigate this. <laughs> well, someone is... Evi- someone from the government <laughs> needs to look into this. Someone is evidently looking into it.
0: And of course, Israel is planning to administer the fourth doses of the coronavirus vaccine. Or the, I don't know exactly what they're planning on doing, but what I want to start with is something... It's going to lead into a different piece. Uh, now, the Rolling Stone recently published an article uh, decrying, quote, horse dewormer as filling up the hospitals in Idaho. I have to find where this article actually starts.
1: At the beginning.
0: Well, yeah, but they added an update at the top that oh, okay. is confusing, and that makes it difficult to find where the actual story starts. So while I do th- here we go. Okay, perfect. Good job. So, no, okay, we're just going to have to start with the update then. So the Rolling Stone has now... It's a lie. It's very confusing. (laughs) Well, they issued an update, not a correction or a retraction, by amending the hospital statement at the top of the article, to the top of their article. Now, they're calling it an update, but the statement from the hospital is we're going to get into completely wipes out what the rolling stones entire article and i have to find where it actually starts because that's okay we're, we're gonna start here
1: article nullification
0: after joe rogan announced that he kicked covid in just a few days using a cocktail of drugs including ivermectin an anti-parasitic prescribed for humans for over 35 years with over 4 billion doses administered the left quickly started mocking joe rogan for having taken quote a horse dewormer Due to its dual use in livestock. And I, I love seeing intelligent friends. Some of them are like attorneys and lawyers and stuff. Just talking about ivermectin
1: as just a horse dewormer. When it comes to this, it's, you know, to me, it's like, if it's stupid and it works, then it's not stupid. Right. Right. Like, even if it were just a horse dewormer, but it helps you get over COVID. True. Like, who cares what its intended purpose was? if it works for your intended purpose.
0: Absolutely. Um but it's not just a horse dewormer and I don't know that it ever has been, but in 2015 it won the Nobel it right. won the Nobel Prize.
1: It's clearly not, but even if it were, yeah, it works.
0: I have no dog in this fight, so I haven't really said anything public about it. I've just been sort of sitting back watching the left and the right argue with each other about it. And it's been amusing.
1: In between rounds of Super Mario Maker.
0: Yeah, in between rounds of that. (laughs) On Friday, Rolling Stones' Peter Wade took another stab, publishing a hit piece claimed that Oklahoma ERs were overflowing with people, quote, overdosing on horse dewormer. It was suspect from the beginning. The report, sourced to local Oklahoma outlet KFOR's Caitlin Ogle, cites Oklahoma ER doctor Jason McKellia who claimed that people overdosing on ivermectin, horse dewormer, were causing emergency rooms to be, quote, so backed up that gunshot victims were having hard times getting access to health facilities. What state of Oklahoma? I can't imagine there are a whole lot of shootings in Oklahoma.
1: As- there's, there's probably one hospital, right, with like <laughs> two ivermectin cases and one gunshot wound, and the ivermectin people showed up first, and that was it. You couldn't get the other guy in.
0: It's not even that bad, actually. Okay. It- as people take the drug, Michaelia said that patients have arrived at hospitals with negative reactions like nausea, vomiting, muscle aches, and cramping, or even loss of sight. The scariest one that I've heard of and seen is people coming in with vision loss, the doctor said, and that's quoting directly from the Rolling Stone article.
1: That's probably why Joe Rogan was squinting in that video <laughs> when he posted that he was taking ivermectin. He's like, oh, my eyes are just closed. It's, Ex- a, it's the ivermectin. It's a totally a Maybe. side effect.
0: Except the article provided zero evidence for Michaelia's claims, causing people to start asking questions. In fact, they used a stock photo of people waiting out in lines outside of a hospital to portray this scenario. And the giveaway is, it's Oklahoma, it's early September, and the people in the photo were wearing full-on winter coats. And while neither KFO, KFOR or Rolling Stone mentioned the hospital Michaelia worked for, NHS Sequoia, located in Salisaw, Oklahoma just issued a statement disavowing Michaelia's claims, which pops up when you visit their website. It reads, although Dr. Jason Michaelia is not an employee of NHS Sequoia, he is affiliated with a medical staffing group that provides coverage for our emergency room. With that said, Dr. Michaelia has not worked at our Salisol location in over two months. NHS Sequoia has not treated any patients due to complications related to taking ivermectin. This includes not treating any patients for ivermectin overdose. And then they have a picture of the actual... According to Scott Schaefer, Managing Director of the Oklahoma Center for Poison and Drug Information, since the beginning of May, we've received reports of 11 people being exposed to ivermectin.
1: So, he, ah, so they, it is a problem.
0: But yes, 11 ter- whole terrible people drug. in the last four months. I think. Meanwhile, this BS story has also been picked up by the far left business insider and the independent, as well as the guardian and other outlets, including Rachel Maddow and several others quoting this rolling stones article, retweeting it as though it's valid. And in fact, it's medical misinformation from the rolling stone.
1: So it's been fact checked, obviously.
0: Well, the, this article here has fact-checked it. They actually bothered to call the hospital, and the hospital was like, no, we don't have any ivermectin patients. So it was parroted by Rachel Maddow and many others uh, because, of course, it was. You know, they get to point their finger and say, ha-ha, the stupid, the stupid people on the right.
1: Taking their horse dewormer.
0: Right. Michaelia is also listed at working at Integris Grove Hospital in Oklahoma as a general family practitioner, but not in the ER. A phone call to them provided no insight as to any ivermectin overdoses. However, the gentleman who answered the phone sounded quite amused. What's more, Grove, Oklahoma, with a population of 7000, had only 14 aggravated assaults in all of 2019, according to the FBI's latest data.
1: So not too many gunshot wound victims there.
0: (laughs) We somehow doubt that gunshot victims were lining up outside the ER while just 11 ivermectin related hospital cases have been reported in the entire state since May. But there's going to be no punishment to Rolling Stone for this. And all they had to do to fix their reputation was post the, art, the the little excerpt from the hospital in their article and not retract their article, which they didn't even fact check. But they get away with doing this. They, they just found this random doctor in Oklahoma who isn't even affiliated with an ER anymore. Right. And they call him and he tells them what they want to hear.
1: Well, and th- this is a problem with mainstream media in general newspapers right the, the 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 rush to break the news always happens on the front page right yeah. the retraction the correction the apology mm. happens on like page B12 yeah right and so unless you read the entire newspaper like on a regular basis you don't see corrections retractions and apologies what you what gets stuck in the head of all the people is just the headline and the main story that has since been corrected
0: I think but there have also the been record. studies that show that, you know, issuing corrections and retractions, they don't they don't change the mind of people who initially read the article. Right. Like Rolling Stone could release a new article or they could replace their old article with the, hey, it turns out that thing was entirely false. Please disregard it. And people would still point to it as evidence that the hospitals in Idaho
1: are overcrowded with ivermectin patients. Right. Because it, that serves their narrative. That serves their already standing you know point of view and all it does all they're looking for is evidence to support that yeah like the Rachel Maddow business insider right what news can we find that supports our narrative and that's what we're going to run with
0: absolutely so keep that in mind when we talk about this next story which is about a loss of hope Idaho hospitals crushed by COVID-19 surge and uh, this really isn't unique or worth talking about except for the fact that I found it right after reading this article where the Rolling Stone was busted red-handed just making up with whatever they wanted to publish Right. And then immediately after that, I found this article about Idaho hospitals being crushed by COVID 19 surge, just right after reading about Rolling Stone's false article about an ivermectin related surge. What are your thoughts on all of this? Someone is making something up. 603 283 6160. There's more coming up, but you're invited to join us. 603 283 6160. It is Free Talk Live. You can join us, 603-283-6160. If you want to take control of the airwaves and share your opinion on national radio, that's 603-283-6160. I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. It is the best place to go to learn about cryptocurrency. If you're new to it, just click Getting Started at the top of the page. There you'll find all sorts of useful information, including a number of short videos that will teach you the basics of this world-changing world changing life-changing technology but if you already know the basics check out news.bitcoin.com to stay up to date on all the news and headlines that's relevant to you that's news.bitcoin.com anything crypto related you need you can probably find it at bitcoin.com all on a sleek and easy to use modern website that's bitcoin.com we've got dave ridley calling from the ridley report dave you're on free talk live
2: hey folks uh so you guys have probably already reported on the uh, uh, initial backlash against the New Hampshire Independence Amendment. Uh, you the give us indes- too much credit. NH- Is there already the a backlash? Independent- the NH Independence Amendment. <clears throat> Is yes. there- so uh, I mean,
0: I know there was that one dude on Twitter who was like upset about it, but that was just like one dude on Twitter. That's all I saw. And someone yeah, showed so, well, me that's that
2: kind of that's kind of who that's probably who the media reports to. So, so they picked up on his lead. And so there are two So there's two, are two articles in two of the, you know, the major papers in New Hampshire. Oh, uh, really? Criticizing state rep Mike Sylvia, who is the the the, the uh, politician who is spearheading our effort to uh, get independence legislation before the voters.
0: Yeah. I have so, I have not seen these at all.
1: Me neither, so, yeah, so fill us in. Is this
2: like WMUR and Union Leader? Uh, no, it's the Laconia Sun and the Concord Monitor. Okay, cool.
0: So they're upset uh, at Mike so, because he's taking part in this and like, no, how dare you let the public well, vote on a thing? I,
2: I think that's what they're really upset at him for. But what they, they're, they're trying to focus on comments that he made during our first call, which you were on and you, you would have heard. Yeah. Uh it so the, the that comment where he was he was uh something he was like paraphrasing the sort of the, the paranoia that's been going on about immigrants right and after paraphrasing it he condemned it right if you, do you remember that part I do remember that part I mean yes he
0: he did speak as though you know he wasn't being publicly recorded and he may have been a bit careless but he was certainly not espousing racism he was actually Mocking the idea and looking to exploit that the, the racism that is largely existent on the right against Republicans.
2: Right. So some of these media outlets have picked it up and made it sound like his paraphrase was what he really, you know, that was like they, they've made it sound like his belief was sort of opposite of what it is. Does that make sense?
1: Because yeah, that's yeah, typical.
2: They didn't fact
0: check it or watch the video for context. I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm disappointed that even local media outlets here in New Hampshire can't bother to actually watch the video.
1: It kind of reminds me of a bill Burr bit where he talks about like getting a bad read in court, right? Like you take it out of context and you get a bad read and all of a sudden you sound like the opposite of what you're talking about. Yeah.
2: So anyway, if it, I hope I may be forgiven for reading my 200 word letter to the editor that I sent in response, because I would be surprised if these outlets actually published the letter. So I got to, got to publish it where I still can. So I'll publish it with you right now. If it's a pot, if it's okay. Yeah, go for it. So it says, quote, uh, N.H. independence versus Fed rule. We're not competing with perfect here. Dear folks at The Sun, some thoughts regarding your article about Belmont Rep. Mike Sylvia's attempt to bring forward the N.H. independence amendment. This is legislation which, if passed, would let New Hampshire voters decide whether they want to continue being governed by Washington. The latter appears to have proven effective only at mistreating immigrants in Texas and running torture chambers in Afghanistan. You pointed out Sylvia's comments, in which he paraphrased and condemned anti-immigrant sentiment. These comments have triggered an attempt by federal sympathizers to paint uh, paint, uh, Sylvia's meaning as opposite of what it was. Now, presumably, we are all in agreement that harsh deeds are a much nastier thing than harsh words, as the loudest open-borders, Spanish-speaking voice in New Hampshire's independent faction I'm more enraged over fed mistreatment of my sisters and brothers from Mexico than over any comment a person could ever make. We are not competing with perfect here, not even with D minus. Washington dumps kids into concentration camps for being born in the wrong spot and orders you to underwrite the service. But folks are more upset about a comment by a $100 a year citizen legislator Maybe what the pro Fed well, faction fears. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Worth mentioning again
0: is that it's a statement that was completely taken out of context.
2: Right. Well, I wouldn't say it was completely taken out. They quote. They didn't misquote him, and they did. They did post some context, but they made sure that was kind of a little further down. And they the headline, you know, uh, you know, paraphrased him to make it sound like what he said was a lot nastier than what he said. Does that make sense? Well, I mean. I,
0: The Concord Monitor piece appears to be relatively fair. Um, In a video chat posted on Free King's social media pages, Sylvia suggested pro-secession activists take advantage of the idea that, quote, those dirty Mexicans or Guatemalans or whatever are coming across the border and bringing COVID with them. Sylvia noted in the video that he considers the stereotypes, quote, a bit of nonsense before adding, it's a genuine mood out there, and if we can take advantage of it, why wouldn't we? So he's right so he's but he saying, doesn't sound if we could like, take advantage of their racism why wouldn't yeah, we
1: but they're making what they're doing is they're making him sound racist because they're quoting him by saying like look what he said those dirty guatemalans and dirty mexicans
0: well that's what the the gop at large believes and just don't say it so
1: right we covered yeah. we covered this a little bit the last time i was here right with like the leftist talking points right right if you if you know what they are then you, you can use that to your advantage
2: So, yeah, you know, if we can if we can use whatever the sentiment is, if whatever the sentiment is can be used to help eliminate all federal restrictions on immigrants, that would probably be something I would favor as an immigrant if I were an immigrant.
0: I would favor it. I'm an immigrant to New Hampshire and I favor, you know, open borders because that's how I got to New Hampshire and it worked out pretty well.
1: We were talking a little bit about this uh, at the the Social Sunday meetup before I came into the studio here, and what boggles my mind is why states that are next federal net federal taxpayers, right, don't have a bigger secession movement because they're not getting the maximum benefit for those tax dollars. They're losing out. New Hampshire is one of those states, aren't they? Right. They're in, New Hampshire is a net taxpayer. So if you secede from the from the United States, that's
0: just more money for New Hampshire.
1: It's more money for New Hampshire people. And even if you're a statist, right, like you're one of those like New Hampshire government that wants to like, you know, oppress the people, that would then be more money that you could steal from your citizens as well. So it's like a win-win <laughs> and then we have to fight them at that point. But if it's not going to the feds and they can siphon it off for them, like they should also be for it even would, if I don't agree with that position
0: you would think so Dave thank you so much for the call tonight and thank you for the updates I had no idea that the media had started picking up the story already just wait until the actual amendment is introduced and I was on the call for that we've been meeting every Tuesday to to strategize and to come up with things we we have finally nailed down the wording and it's going to be submitted at some point in the next few weeks I think the-
1: screw you guys I'm going home
0: It it is just a bill that would put a constitutional amendment question on the ballot so that the people of New Hampshire could say whether or not they wanted New Hampshire to declare independence. I I want to see legislators... They're afraid that they're going to say yes. Yes, I want to see why legislators say, no, we can't can't let New Hampshire's vote on this. What are your thoughts? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live.
3: Brute force, intransigent defiance, adamantine will. These are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the World arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World Breakers. Stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BaneBooks.com. Yeah! Come on!
0: It's free talk live, and it's really hard to know what to believe. I mean, the Rolling Stone is printing articles that are pretty much just simply false. And they're getting away with it. And other outlets are printing articles about how hospitals are being crushed by a COVID-19 surge and, quote, the pandemic of the unvaccinated and all of this other stuff. And then Israel, which has some of the highest vaccination rates in the world, has full hospitals and seems to be struggling to deal with Delta as well. And it's like, if all of these things cannot possibly be true at once
1: well remember the mark twain quote man if you if you don't read the news you're uninformed if you read the news you're misinformed yeah and that's that, i play more video games that's, that's
0: definitely the case
1: if i didn't have to know things to come over here and comment on them i probably would be so out of the loop as far as mainstream media is concerned it'd be unimaginable
0: it would good. It it would be good to be out of the loop for the mainstream media because they they do nothing but fear mongering. Someone called earlier and asked us to look into a cryptocurrency story um, published in the New York Times today. Apparently, that's just it's a lengthy hit piece against cryptocurrency. It's just fear mongering. It's the, it's the same old nonsense that the media always treads out about Bitcoin. Oh, it's insecure. Hackers. It's used in criminality and things like that. And all of which has been denied by the Department of Justice and the FBI as well as I think the CIA.
1: And again, even if it were, so is the dollar. Yes, also right? true. Like you can't you can't levy that complaint against Bitcoin and then say like that's why we need the Federal Reserve note. Right? right. because it's the Federal Reserve note is better for criminal behavior because it's, it's com- even less traceable. It's, than completely, anonymous, it's yeah. completely anonymous. It's completely anonymous. And yet the, no one levies that concern against Federal Reserve notes. Just Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how it works. So here's an article from the AP. The intensive care rooms at St. Luke's Boise Medical Hospital are full, each a blinking jungle of tubes, wires, and mechanical breathing machines. The patients nestled inside are a lot of like, all unvaccinated, mostly middle-aged or younger, reliant on life support, and locked in a silent struggle against COVID-19. Well, now we know what Joe Rogan's cure is. Just give it to them, right? Right. But I don't. I don't know that I believe any part of that statement. But watch for a moment and glimpses of who they were before the coronavirus become clear. Artfully inked tattoos cover the tanned forearm of a man in his thirties, and expectant mother's slightly swollen belly is briefly revealed as a nurse adjusts her position. The young woman is five months pregnant and hooked to a breathing machine. Down the hall, another pregnant woman, just 24 and on a ventilator, is lying prone on top of her developing fetus to get more air into her ravaged lungs. Now, I haven't heard... Ravaged. Yes. I haven't heard or seen any scientific data to suggest that the Delta variant is capable of hospitalizing and killing people who are not, you know geriatric patients and who don't right. have underlying comorbidities i don't and it doesn't say anything about the overall health of these people i mean okay sure they're all middle-aged or younger but all are they also 350 pounds yeah because that would that would be useful information are we talking about young healthy people or young unhealthy people
1: that's one of the reasons why from the beginning i was relatively unconcerned for my own health Right, cuz i've i've changed my diet to get you know to get healthier right and i exercise regularly right so i'm out and about and i go like okay you know i'll just get it and i'll be fine yes. and then i got it and i'm fine right i didn't even, i didn't even have breathing issues like breathing wasn't even one of the symptoms yeah it me. wasn't one for me either neither was like the loss of t- smell and taste i was just like see feeling- that was
0: how i knew for sure i had covid-19 because it's such a i'm lucky i mean you're lucky for not experiencing it, but at the same time, you should kind of envy me. It's it's such a peculiar sensation to have just absolutely no sense of smell or taste. It's okay. not like when you're sick and you know you have a hard time smelling things or things smell or taste weird because you're sick. Yeah. No. This is complete and total. You could you could have held up, you know, vanilla scented lotion in my face or whatever, and I could not smell it. Okay. It it was
1: bizarre man it's an experience that every human should have
0: no i i wouldn't recommend it not not for seven weeks that's how long it lasted for me but like for a day or two just it's so peculiar that it's worth experiencing okay (laughs) i'm not advising people go out there and get COVID 19 but if you do hopefully you only lose your sense or smell or taste for a day
1: well and okay and i will advise people go out there and get COVID 19 because i okay yeah fair point so from the beginning Right, like this this has to be reiterated. From the beginning, when this first got leaked and spread, part of the narrative was it is it is so viral, you're all gonna get it. Yeah. Right. You you're not gonna be able to like live your life without going through this COVID nineteen door at the moment. Right? Like you're sure. gonna you're gonna get it. Ninety nine percent of the people who are getting it are surviving. Some people are dying, and all we have to do is flatten the curve so that everyone doesn't get it at the same time right so if you if you go out there and you get it like just get it when the hospital beds are open and right. then you'll have a they'll have a spot for you and that was well, the that whole- was the
0: thing right two weeks to flatten the curve or whatever they they wanted to build more icu, ICU units more put more hospital beds and all that stuff. Right. but they didn't do any of that
1: and even even the vaccine right doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading or it. spreading right. it or getting hospitalized with it or dying from it so just suck it up go out there and get it like if you're religious say a prayer that you don't die you know but let you know get it and spread it let god sort it out man
0: yeah there's not much else i can think of that could be done so uh this article is freaking out about idaho idaho hit a grim oh i wanted to focus i wanted to go back to something you said you know I was watching this initially as it took place in, in Wuhan in China, and I was getting my information from a, for a Chinese dissident okay, uh, called Dr. Chen or something like that, who I was following on Telegram, and he was posting videos of people who were just like dropping dead
1: in the streets. It was scary. Yeah. Like the first month, we're like, Yeah. Where they, and, were, were, they like were roping people in the cars and yanking them out with like the dog collar thing? Yeah, and in Beijing
0: China? being on fire, yeah. people were being ripped out of their homes. I was like, oh my god, this. Is, At first, I was like, this is serious. This is going to kill off half the planet. But then it got outside of China. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So Dr. Chen was just. It's using, just the Chinese people that can't handle it. Yeah, Dr. Chen. Well, I don't know about that, but Dr. Chen was just using it as a, you know a way of building his social media following. Sure. Which I mean, I guess that's fine, but he's still. He lied to everyone, so I wouldn't follow him this today even if I was able to but
1: but there were other news stories that I guess took his information because I saw the pictures yep right I saw the videos I was like oh, he just fell over got got the Wuhan flu and down he goes and that was that was it
0: yep I've seen videos of someone just standing there at a table and then bam face down dead yeah. I was like yeah okay might need to take this one seriously but then it got out of China and, you know, we could actually see what right. was going on and there weren't people dropping dead in the streets. I can't I can't believe it looking My- back, it, it's impossible to believe I ever seriously thought that COVID-19 could so- cause someone to drop dead in the streets.
1: So and the might take it seriously part lasted about as long, like right up until they said everyone's going to get it right. And went, OK, right. so there's there's nothing I can do about it. Right? I'm either going to get it and like drop dead in the street, or I'm going to get it and I'll be fine later, or somewhere in between there, Right, but there's, there's no avoiding it at that point. It's like, it's bad. Some will survive. I'm like, I'm physically fit. I'm healthy. I think I'm going to be the ones who survive. Let's do this thing. And so I changed like nothing about my life.
0: <laughs> I changed a lot. I've been more social and outgoing and stuff since the pandemic started and since okay. the lockdown started than I have at any other time, and it's still... And I'm not the only one. We held a New Year's Eve party last year, and there were some 100-ish attendees throughout the course of the night. I was there. Yeah. If ever there was a good case study, I mean, it was like we were going out of our way to try to get COVID-19. Because
1: and, you had to get it. Well, like That was it. We were just, You're going li- to get it.
0: We were just living our lives, right? We yeah. weren't trying to get COVID. We just weren't doing anything at all to protect ourselves against it.
1: And if you get it, you get it, and then you survive it, and then you move on.
0: And that was the case. And it took us... 15 months, I think, into this pandemic. If you if you consider the pandemic to have started in February of 2020, is that right?
1: Yeah, sure. It was 2000. it was COVID-19 because it was like December of 2019 when it was
0: in China. Okay, if you if it started in February, it took us 13 months of that kind of crazy behavior to actually get anyone here at Free Talk Live to have COVID-19. It's all Mark's fault. 603-283-6160. live and i want to tell you about intercoin because we were the first major radio show to tell the world about bitcoin so where were you when the crypto revolution first began did you end up buying any back then well now it's 10 years later and a new generation of crypto is hoping to change the world again if you listened last year you heard us talking about intercoin it's a new cryptocurrency to help local communities and businesses make their economy stronger all without having to rely on the state Intercoin team members already built apps that have now reached 9 million users in dozens of countries across the world. And now Intercoin is launching worldwide. Anywhere you live, this is your chance to buy it using your favorite Ethereum wallet by going to exchanges like Uniswap. Using Intercoin, you can even launch your own cryptocurrency for your own members and customers under your own brand. If you want to learn more, go to intercoin.org and follow the steps to get some Intercoin for yourself. Intercoin.org, I-N-T-E-R, coin.org. Let's go to the phones. We've got Dana calling from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hi. Um, you know what? I'm not going to lay claim that I'm the first one that thought of this. I am sure it's been said a million times, but I've just never heard it. And I listen to a lot of talk radio um, from the right to the left, although AM radio, we all know, is is mostly conservative, and that's Okay. But you know what? They keep pushing and pushing this shot, and pushing and pushing. Now the booster. And I listened to part of the show yesterday, and it is just never ending. This is never going to stop.
1: Now now you got the pill.
4: Now, uh, yes, and now that they got control. But my question to everyone is, and it makes you go, hmm, is that? What the hell did they do in nineteen eighteen when there was no shot and the whole world got through this?
1: They that was quarantine the Spanish and quarantine war
0: masks. Right. In nineteen eighteen.
4: Say that again, that was the Spanish flu. Okay. And it was a pandemic. It was a worldwide pandemic. And although it didn't start in Spain, I forget the history. I read it already, but why they called it the Spanish flu. But there was no vaccine back then. And one, and another thing, for them to compare this to the vaccine that kids have to get now, whether it's kids or adults that we have to get before we enter school, it is not the same thing. This thing is for emergency authorization only and the booster hasn't even been in in testing for the like the short time that the shot did so dana i don't know the answer
0: to the question how how did they overcome the spanish flu of 1918
4: eventually eventually they built immunity and then it just went away it didn't keep deviating so i'm going to ask uh this is a rhetorical question is it really deviating from Delta to Lambda is supposed to be the next one, or are they pushing something? And I don't want to sound all Alex Jones or conspiracy, but isn't it funny, not funny haha, but funny odd, that so many of these conspiracies that the people on the left have laughed at people in the middle, like the libertarians and the conservatives, that most of this stuff has actually come true? Well, so they... are they creating this stuff and pushing it? Or is it, I find it very strange that we aren't even through the first COVID and it's already into the Delta, and then they're talking about Lambda. Uh-uh. Something else is going on here. Now, do they? Do I believe that they're injecting a chip that you can be traced and the thing can be programmed at this stage in the shot as as some? conspiracy people have pushed you know online no i don't think so but they have I'm no reason that. to
0: install a trapping a tracking chip into yeah, everyone's the, got a phone into the COVID-19 vaccines yeah everyone has a phone so we're exactly, all carrying tracking exactly. devices on us anyway
1: so wheth- exactly. whether whether or not they're planning it right one thing that most people should understand from medicine in general is like you have to finish your medication right when they give you antibiotics they go like, even if you feel better, you have to finish the medication. Right. And the exactly. reason for that is because if you don't finish the medication, right, you could relapse and whatever you have becomes resistant to the medication and morphs into something more dangerous, more deadly, right? Like there, there's... Like
4: penicillin. There's... Sure. Like penicillin.
1: Right. Yes. But if if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if if a disease or virus or bacteria becomes like penicillin resistant then you need something else right right exactly and, and so if and they're,
4: when they exactly so and if they're giving you they this started. medication
1: and you don't take you don't get the second uh, vaccine shot or you don't get the boosters right and not everyone does uh, then of course you can expect it to mutate into something different and your Delta variant or lambda variant or whatever like
0: absolutely Dana thank you so much for the call tonight that that's one of, one of the more interesting things I've thought about in the Last several weeks was that, like you pointed out when when you take a medicine, you have to take it all the way through to completion to make sure the the germ or the bacteria or whatever is it's eradicated completely killed. Well, the only way this vaccination approach could have possibly worked was with a one hundred percent lockdown, force quarantine, and force vaccination for the entire world population that 's the only way it would have worked otherwise you've still got you've got someone out there who can get delta. Or yeah. some other strain of the virus. And they'll figure out a way, because this is what viruses do, and the coronavirus has evolved very quickly. That's why we've never had a vaccine against the common cold, is find a way around that vaccine. As the Delta variant is doing, and as they believe the Mu variant is doing, it was inevitable that we would end up with a strain of the virus that was capable of bypassing the vaccine.
1: And the only way to do your solution is to have people on the streets with guns right that's not sure, my solution well but i mean the the locked the 100% lockdown <laughs> yes. like whatever right and then so you wouldn't have a 100% lockdown because oh, you have true. to have people out to enforce it on the rest of us yeah, who so could then get it and spread it
0: it would have right? to be a 100% voluntary which would lockdown. never happen
1: which is <laughs> so out there as far as expectations are concerned like that's that's the utopian dream right there
0: yeah I mean, it was obviously never going to work, and I, and there are epidemiologists who have since pointed this out and who pointed out before, and' I was saying, you know the last thing you want to do during a pandemic is vaccinate some of the population because that just causes it to evolve the ability to infect the vaccinated. And, because
1: it comes, becomes vaccine resistant.
0: Yeah. And the moment that more than 50% of the population in the United States became vaccinated was the moment that it was more likely that a variant would evolve that was capable of going around the vaccine.
1: Now, if you want to get conspiratorial, right, my biggest concern with this whole vaccine booster plus pill that they're trying to get everyone on is not necessarily what's in it, but what happens if you stop taking it? The right, the booster shots. The, well, the booster shots or the pill. I haven't heard about the pill. Well, I mean, it was covered last night on Free Talk Live. So there's a pill now.
0: I was not listening. Last okay. Night.
1: Well, there, okay. So just just so you know, then. Okay. There is a pill that they're trying to get uh, people to take who aren't even at risk of dying from COVID. Is that pill ivermectin? Uh, there, there was some <laughs> there was some speculation last night that it was going to contain ivermectin, but uh, uh, Peakless Mountain was like, no, ivermectin is too cheap, so they're not going to put that in there. But the pill is basically a, a twice a day uh, uh, remedy for people at like zero risk of hospitalization and that are already OK, basically. Like they're not going to they're not going to die. They're not going to get hospitalized. But to prevent them from getting COVID-19, like we've got this two day pill on the horizon.
0: Oh, this prevents you from even getting COVID-19. So this is a pill
1: vaccine. This is a vaccine in pill form. It's it's in addition to the vaccine and booster. Okay. It's like a daily treat it's a it's a it's an oh. ongoing never-ending twice a day treatment to help you survive COVID-19.
0: That's uh, absolutely ridiculous. I hate I missed this. I I need to hear well, more about listen this. listen to the archive. I I absolutely will archive. Have to. free
1: talk Live. Either, But either way, right? Like if you want to get conspiratorial, you're going to get you're going to get a whole bunch of people like basically addicted, right? Cuz what happens if you get off the pill? Like do you then yeah. get COVID? Are you at higher risk for it? Or Or do you just have withdrawals from it? Right. Do you become then like physically, you know, physiologically addicted to the pill? Uh, Just correction. The pill is for people with COVID-19. They're testing it. Uh, They're testing it. It's a twice a day
0: pill. It'll be for people who either are going to the hospital or not going to the hospital. They
1: haven't determined yet. They're still. I thought it was people who weren't even like at risk of getting hospitalized. That's who they're testing right now. Okay.
0: So they don't know what this thing does or how useful it could even be. They're just like, Hey, this might work.
1: Yeah. Okay. And, and then again, what happens if you get off the pill? Like what
0: Well, presumably you wouldn't have COVID nineteen and you wouldn't therefore be taking the pill long enough to like form any sort of physical addiction or anything like that. Maybe. I mean I certainly don't know. Right. But it's interesting to bring up the Spanish flu. I had never given it any thought whatsoever. But apparently it killed 0.64% of the total population while COVID-19 currently is sitting at about 0.15%. So COVID-19 so far about a fourth as deadly as the Spanish flu, which killed less than a percent of the total population. Maybe we're way off base here though. You can call in and correct us 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live.
3: Free Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live, and as always, you're invited to join the discussion 603 283 6160. That's the common line. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Richie Rich. And Idaho hit a grim COVID-19 trifecta this week, reaching record numbers of emergency room visits, hospitalizations, and ICU patients. Now, an emergency room visit, as far as I'm aware, is just someone going to the hospital to get tested for COVID-19. So, I, I don't know. Or any
1: number of things, but in this context, sure
0: yeah and it doesn't even and it doesn't even mean that they tested positive, but they went there for covid nineteen suspecting they had had it. It implies that they tested positive, but that doesn't necessarily follow from the sentence medical experts say the deeply conservative state will likely see thirty thousand new infections a week by mid september
1: there's there's the key right there the deeply conservative state yeah how else are we going to talk bad about them? They must, if they, they're they on the rise for COVID, sp- specifically because they're deeply conservative.
0: That's what they would like us to believe, but we've got Bad Slave calling. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Yes, thank you very much for taking my call. I um, Well, you know, we have you to. You know, the interesting thing is, is that here we are quoting statistics again, which uh, you had done for... Uh, the Spanish flu and uh, and COVID. Uh, it's what libertarians compar- are good at,
1: man. We have statistics for everything.
5: Yeah, well, I think, you know, to 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 bring these numbers in, and then to not say that that there has never been, a, 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 you know, since I've been aware, and I've been, you know, for more than a year now, been uh, saying, you know. The numbers are junk, you know, but they, well, we
0: know the numbers are only numbers are only so useful, right? Like you have to know the context of the numbers and what exactly they're reporting like 30,000 new infections a week by mid-September. That sounds really scary, but how many of these infections are actually leading to hospitalization or death or anything like that? It seems relatively
1: few. Yeah. Or, or death is the important part, you know, because I have a friend on Facebook who will who'll post like the Hawaii updates, right? Like, you know, like a thousand new cases, you know, and then three deaths. I go, you know, well, that's still a pretty good percentage of survival, you know?
0: Yeah. It, and it has like a, I think the percentage right now is 99.8% survival rate or something like that.
1: I mean, it's, and the numbers that he's posting are consistent with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, but, yeah. you know, the, these people, they come out and then but, they say, but, but that's still too many deaths or whatever, you know? It's what, it's hard not of, to argue with them. I mean, yes, that is a number of deaths, and it sucks. But those people probably would have died of the flu
5: or something this year anyway. Well, exactly, and and but but to you know, it, it's pure fear mongering to take bad numbers and and announce them. Well, I mean, the I Rolling Stone
0: was outright fabricating stories and doesn't right. there, there don't seem to be any consequences for that i mean they made up this story based on this doctor who didn't even work at an er and his experiences that he was reporting to them yeah. and they
5: but didn't fact know, check it at all I'm, I'm speaking to a radio station and 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 i you know i i trust what you guys do and i want you to do it better so so you need to be the ones that say you know well this is what they say but of course all along, we've known that those numbers have not been accurate.
1: I'm pretty and, sure that and, was the uh, entire point of the first hour of the show, right? Yeah. To, to point out yeah, these two good. two articles from what people would consider mainstream media sources and to inform right. people that they're fabricating the story from the ground up so you can't trust right. those outlets.
0: Yeah, that's why we led with the Rolling Stone cover. I mean, it's an absolute bombshell. The yeah. Rolling Stone couldn't even yeah. be bothered to call this hospital. They just took this random doctor's word for it and published this story alleging that Idaho was turning away gunshot wounds because their ICU beds were filled with ivermectin overdoses. And in fact,
5: there's no part of it that's true. Right. It, it it's, uh, it's just amazingly bizarre to me. It
0: isn't bizarre to me because most people aren't seeing it. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Baslave. I mean, most people are just seeing these stories and... They're not even reading them. They're just looking at the headlines and right. assuming them to be true because it's it's the Rolling Stone.
1: They wouldn't lie. Part of it, part of it for me as well is the company that I now keep uh, since you know migrating to New Hampshire. Like if I was if I was still in Hawaii, this might be a surprise that people actually believe these stories, right? But the, oh yeah, well because that's the, those are the people there right they're they're locked down they're masked up it's ridiculous how how even family members believe some of the narrative that's going on in Hawaii right and but i don't am not around those people anymore so when i read headlines like this and i go well, of course it's fabricated <laughs> we all believe that it's no one takes this seriously until i integrate into the real world outside of you know my my close friends and right. community here and i go oh yeah people people still believe this nonsense they did. What a surprise.
0: But do they? Like, there's this kid that I work with at my other job who he's like 22 years old. He's hardcore on this. You know, everyone should be forced to wear a mask, forced vaccination. He's fine with all of that. And he's been on board with the COVID 19 fear mongering from the start, totally, totally bought into it. And yet, none of that stopped him from going to a festival in. I don't remember exactly where it was, but just a month or two—not even a month or two ago, just weeks ago—went to this festival amid the rise of the Delta variant and all of this other stuff. Went to this festival.
1: So, do you, do you think that he went to the festival because he doesn't actually believe what he's saying then, or do you think he went to the festival because, like, although he believes it, like it was such a good festival, man? Like, you have I, to. I think it's there.
0: probably that you know there there is a line that he will draw of okay, I will not sacrifice this amount of things I enjoy. out of fear of COVID 19 and that's important to me because i'm the same way my line is just a lot further out i won't sacrifice anything
1: right if i can help it and those are the people that we would typically hang out with here are the people that like we're not changing anything right as much as possible we're not doing anything differently because we value freedom and you know body autonomy much more than that
0: so with the critical shortage of hospital beds and staff and one of the nation's lowest vaccination rates, but as we're going to talk about later from Israel, vaccination rates, they don't really seem to matter. Idaho health providers are growing desperate and preparing to follow crisis standards of care, which call for giving service scarce resources to patients most likely to survive. I thought they did that anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. is uh, <laughs> it that like literally what they do?
1: They help. And and I've you know we we it's may- called triage, right? Right, and we can get into that in a minute because I have an opinion piece from uh I think the Washington Post where they will always prioritize like those individuals that are more likely to survive. Like that's the triage thing. You you look at you go like we we can't treat everybody. Who's going to survive, and who do we then just have to let go?
0: Yeah, imagine like a school bus crash or something less horrific, or a city bus crash. If you don't want to think about kids, and you know there's. 30 people coming into the ER at once and they're all badly injured. Some of them are going to die and there's nothing you can do. Why would you right. operate on the on the guy whose, you know, brain is oozing out of his head versus the the dude with the broken arm?
1: Sure, you wouldn't. You you go like, well, we can't treat him. We need the bed for someone who we can treat.
0: And you would go, broken arm not urgent. Oh, this person, they lost their arm. We need to stop
1: that bleeding. Right, which is also why if you go into the ER with a broken arm, you may be sitting there for a few hours. Because yes. you're going to survive. You might, be in, you might be in pain, right? But you're going to be sitting there for a while while they prioritize the people who are about to die, right, before they get around to you.
0: So St. Luke's Boise Medical Center invited the AP into its restricted ICUs this week. That has to be a violation of protocol in hopes that sharing the dire reality would prompt people to change their behavior. It doesn't say whether or not they actually went to the ICU, though. So who knows if they actually experience this for themselves or if they're doing like the Rolling Stone and they're just taking the random word of a doctor for it. What could possibly go wrong? They're a doctor.
1: I mean, even in the beginning where there were the imaginary hospital bed shortages, like there were people in the community on social media going, I just went to the hospital and they, no line, no waiting room, nothing. Just lies.
0: And now they're talking about not prioritizing or giving healthcare to only the vaccinated. That's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to join us at 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160, with you tonight it's Aria. And Richie Rich. And can doctors doctors already make decisions about who to save and who to not help. And you have an opinion piece here about someone arguing that doctors should be able to give priority care to the vaccinated.
1: Yeah, uh, the opinion is that doctors should be allowed to give priority to vaccinated patients when resources are scarce. And on the face of it, without like reading past that, I want to say generally I would probably agree with that statement, right? Because they should be allowed to prioritize whomever they want for whatever reason they want. And Absolutely, it, but yeah. I'm not
0: convinced of the data that suggests that Getting the vaccine reduces lethality of COVID-19. Okay. So I, I would just hope they don't base their d- judgment on bad information.
1: Okay. well,
0: But they can if they want.
1: Take, take the converse approach to it since we were talking about triage before we get into the, her actual opinion, uh, Ruth Marcus, right? If, if a vaccinated person and an unvaccinated person go into the hospital, right? And there's like one bed left for two people. The person in more immediate need of that bed is likely going to be the unvaccinated person because their symptoms are likely going to be more deadly and more severe than the vaccinated person.
0: If the if the science is true on this.
1: If the science is true.
0: Because it's been re- repeatedly demonstrated that having the vaccine does not protect you from getting or transmitting COVID-19.
1: Not getting or transmitting, but, but it reduces-, reduces your symptoms. So allegedly you, allegedly
0: but is that what they fell back on when i when they realized that the COVID 19 vaccine wasn't going to work and they were like oh but it's okay it makes it less lethal that's fine but it wasn't really very lethal in the first
1: place i mean there was a headline that basically said like you know the my, my father died but it would have been a more severe death if he hadn't been vaccinated right like so it's definitely part of the narrative you know that that the vaccine the vaccine itself reduces some part of the COVID experience
0: Right, because that's all they have after the vaccines, it turned out, failed to prevent someone from getting COVID-19. Right,
1: but that was never part of the narrative, right? The, the vaccine narrative wasn't that you can't get it or that you can't spread it. It was that when you get it, you won't get it as bad.
0: From the start, that was the narrative? Yeah. Because I was under the impression that they were trying to prevent the transmission of COVID-19.
1: Not, well... They, and then the vaccines just didn't work. That might have been the goal, but when the you know when they came out with the vaccine stories, it was you know you you, you it's it's not going to prevent it, but you're not going to get it as bad. And then shortly thereafter, they went and that's why you still need to wear the mask because you can still transmit it. And people went, "What? I thought I thought this was going to be like you know I don't have to do that anymore." And they're like, no, no, we never said that. We said it's going to like reduce your symptoms.
0: It's been a hell of an eighteen months, so I I don't remember it enough to be okay. to be certain. All right, well. And trying to find those articles now would be almost impossible.
1: Well, take me at my word for this example then. Sure. So if you, if, you, if, you, if you believe that and if you accept that, when the vaccinated and the unvaccinated go into the hospital, in a triage situation, they would have to treat the unvaccinated person because they're going- Maybe,
0: but maybe the unvaccinated person is you know, 26 years old and healthy, and the vaccinated person is you know, 77 years old and diabetic and obese-
1: Sure, maybe, but I'm trying to hold all things equal and only let the vaccine and the complications and the okay. unvaccinated, like when you, two people, one bed, right? right who's
0: two equivalently healthy people of a, roughly the same age.
1: Why not? Right. The, the vaccinated person, if if you believe the narrative, right, is going to have symptoms less severe than the unvaccinated person. In which case the vaccinated person wouldn't need the hospital bed. The, maybe not. But that's but then they're going to treat the vaccinated person, right? And the or the unvaccinated person, excuse me. And the vaccinated person is going to be the one like stuck in the waiting room waiting to be treated. Mm, yeah. And then you go like, well, what to, co- societally and culturally, right? What does that incentivize people to do if they want to get treated in the hospital, and that's not to get vaccinated because you're going to get priority treatment in a triage situation. And I, I don't know. But that's, that's a sensible approach. It would be a sensible approach, <laughs> but I don't know how much you, I, I don't know how well off that it's going to be for like the vaccine narrative, right? If you go like, oh yeah, if you, if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to get treated first at the hospital. All you vaccinated people, like, you know, waiting in line.
5: Well,
0: right? how doctors triage shouldn't be a political statement being made to, you know, line the pockets of Pfizer and Moderna.
1: And that would be the case if they treated the vaccine people first then. Is that what you're...
0: No, if they treated the unvaccinated first. If if they were adding, oh, you'll get treated first if you're vaccinated, that's just bad. I mean, that's just incentivizing people to get the to get the shot to get more money into the hands of Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson and Johnson because otherwise they're not going to get priority care.
1: Well, yeah, they they would not get priority care. If they if you get the vaccine, right, and you go to a hospital and there's a whole bunch of vac- unvaccinated people, you are not going to get priority care. Like you did everything they told you to do right like you, you you lock down they should get priority the care
0: because in if all things being equal if their science is right the vaccinated person is most likely to pull through
1: most likely but there's still that risk and but, the,
0: but triage is all about measuring probabilities and who has the best chance of survival right so the best chance of survival is the vaccinated person
1: the vaccinated person stays out of the er and the unvaxxed person goes in and gets treated i think so yeah
0: that yeah that makes the most sense from a medical standpoint doesn't it it does for us
1: <laughs> right but this but if is you're th-
0: pro-vaccine and you want to ins- you want to punish people for not getting the vaccine or
1: incentivize people to get the vaccine you go like well get the vaccine and then if you go to the hospital you're going to get treated first because you followed the rules see what i'm saying Yeah, that's horrifying, but I see what you're saying. All right, so let's get into this. This is, uh, again, I think, uh, Washington Post, I believe, Ruth Marcus. This conflicts radically with accepted medical ethics I recognize. (laughs) Okay, we're
0: off to a good start already.
1: And under ordinary circumstances, I agree with those rules. The lung cancer patient who's been smoking two packs a day for decades is entitled to the same treatment as the one who never took a puff. The drunk driver who kills a family gets a team doing its utmost to save him, although not perhaps a liver transplant if he needs one. Doctors are healers, not judges. But the coronavirus pandemic, the development of a highly effective vaccine, and the emergence of a core of vaccine resistors, along with an infectious new variant, have combined to change the ethical calculus.
0: I don't think they have because the very first statement... A provably highly effective vaccine where they said it has not been proven highly effective. And we have an article from Israel that, you know, pretty much says, yeah, these things aren't very
1: effective. OK, well, it, even more so then, if it's not effective, that vaccine person like is going to need equal treatment to the unvaxed person. Then it's just first come, first group. Those I would agree who, with that. Those who insist on refusing the vaccine for no reason are not <laughs> in the same moral position of the smoker with lung cancer or the drunk driver.
0: No, that's not true at all. Refusing the vaccine is is absolutely the same moral ground as the smoker who smokes two packs of cigarettes a day. You're still deliberately doing something that you know is going to make you sick. I would argue that the smoker has even less ground than someone who isn't vaccinated. The smoker knows they're going to get lung cancer and die.
1: Okay. And the unvaccinated person, not sure? Yeah. Okay.
0: I've had COVID. I survived. I have no evidence to believe that COVID is going to kill me but I have a lot of evidence to believe that cigarettes will. It's Free Talk Live.
3: When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's Wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times best-selling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more
0: It's Free Talk Clive. You're invited to join us, six zero three, two eight three, six one six zero. Coming up later are Satanists. The only thing that can stop the Texas abortion ban. Also, McFlurries. I haven't had a McFlurry in like 14 or 15 years. I don't eat a lot of ice
1: cream. and That's because the machine is always broken. <laughs> you can't get one.
0: But I've heard, yes, that the, the McFlurry machine is always broken. And it's because employees don't like cleaning the thing or they clean it early or whatever. I, I don't know, never having worked at a McDonald's, but... That's the thing I hear, that the flurry machine is always broken. I don't know. Or that it's not working. But more importantly, an update on the bodybuilder is coming up. Now, that's the guy who fell in love with his sex doll. And married it. Apparently. And married her. Yeah. Well, he may not be entirely
1: loyal in his relationship. It's not faithful at all. <laughs> he is sought elsewhere
6: for gratification and
0: and we're going to talk about that but first we have david calling from new mexico david you're on free talk live
6: yeah more fun and games there's more more to the story i was telling behind the scenes radio um i had called into the local kkob radio station to promote uh, eddie aragon the owner of the the station that's carrying you right now kiva Kiva, the rock of talk Uh, eddie aragon the owner that um uh, he got himself on the can- on the ballot to be a candidate for mayor, and he's the only Republican uh, candidate on the ballot. There are two Democrats and uh, one Republican, and the Democrats both have some scandals going on, so it's an interesting race. But I called into uh, the competing station, KKOB, to the Eric Strauss show the uh, other hold morning. On.
0: I have a question real quick. You said two Democrats on the ballot. Uh, I don't know the status of how New Mexico laws work, but do the two Democratic candidates have to primary against each other?
6: In no in in Albuquerque they have chosen to have a not what they call a nonpartisan race so they don't have a primary, oh. so yeah so you can have more than one from any given party running, running for mayor and that's what we, that's what we have here, and uh, but the interest or the fun part that I haven't told yet is the uh, I, I, so I called up and, and the guy the guy before me uh, just before he took Eric Strauss took my call. The guy before me mentioned Eddie Aragon because they were talking about the mayoral race for for most of that program, and and Eric Strauss happens to be he's really 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 pushing one of the Democrats. He's pushing the the, the sheriff Manny Gonzalez. He's really pushing him, and and so Eric has been silencing anybody who talks about uh, that. He can't get away with t- silencing talk about the current mayor, but he, but he's literally silencing anybody who mentions Eddie Aragon's name. So this guy before me slipped it in, and then I. I called and, and I got to the to the word Eddie and, and he dumped my call and, and and after he did that to me the, the the part I haven't told yet is the producer on the other side of the glass who happens to be a friend of mine went in there and confronted Eric Strauss on on uh, uh, cutting me so short for no good reason and Eric got all defensive and they got in a big uh, a big huff about it. I mean the way the way the producer makes it sound it was a, a ne- nearly a, nearly an actual fight. So that that's some behind the scenes uh, stuff that was in the radio business. That's kind of funny. Producer going in and taking on the host, and then almost uh, turning ugly.
0: Yeah, that's why we don't have producers here on Free Talk Live. David, thank you so much for the call tonight. Keep us updated on this mess that's going on in Albuquerque. Uh, For those who aren't aware, there, as as David, you know, paraphrased, there are three mayoral candidates, and one of them owns the radio owns the radio station that happens to be carrying Free Talk Live right now, and that guy. It, you can't even mention his name on the other radio stations in Albuquerque, at least one of them, without having your call dumped, and that's that's pretty screwed up. But it is within their rights as a radio station owner. It's just really messed up. But we're talking right now about doctors, and we have this opinion piece about whether or not doctors should be able to prioritize giving health care to the vaccinated instead of the unvaccinated. Right. Why is this even a question?
1: If I go in with because the hospitals are overrun, did you not hear the Idaho piece? There's people that can't get treatment because there's no hospital beds, and we're treating all these morons who aren't getting vaccinated.
0: Sorry, or who are overdosing on ivermectin, as the Rolling Stone said. No, I just don't understand. If I go in with a pneumonia, the doctor isn't going, the hospital isn't going to say, Okay, well, are you vaccinated? If I go in with the flu, the hospital isn't going to ask me if I've been vaccinated against the flu. It's irrelevant. I'm sick with the flu. Does it matter
1: if I've been vaccinated or not? Ah, but because of the coronavirus pandemic, the ethical calculus has changed. Well, that's certainly with
0: those ethics that we've upheld for the last several centuries. They have to be thrown out because these are unprecedented times. Australia has certainly been engaging in some unprecedented activity.
1: Australia has fallen, and I'm on record already as saying that.
0: It It has definitely fallen. I've also got an article about that. I don't think we'll get into it tonight, but it's actually a piece arguing that, you know, Australia has gone too far and no longer has the right to call themselves a liberal democracy. They're a police state.
1: If, If you are in Australia and can get out, do so. Before it gets worse, chances are they can't get out. Though Texas isn't
0: allowing people to leave. I mean, not, did I say Texas? You did. I, I meant Australia. I don't know why the hell I said Texas. I guess because I looked over here in the chat and someone mentioned the Texas abortion ban.
1: Yeah, but so, yeah, Australia
0: yeah. isn't allowing people to leave.
1: Australia has fallen. New Zealand has fallen. It's you know it's coming, but you, they're full on police states. Oh yeah, I've I've seen some of the headlines. Back to this one though, in situations where resources are scarce and hard choices must be made. They are not entitled to the same no questions asked, no holds barred medical care as others who behaved more responsibly.
0: But she just admitted that, you know, a cancer patient who's been smoking cigarettes their entire life shouldn't be treated differently for a moral decision they made.
1: Right. That's the old way. And now,
0: but because COVID-19,
1: the ethical calculus has changed. And this is the new way.
0: But the new way is, okay, Go, keep going. Okay. I,
1: <laughs> there are a number of, of reasons. It's hard to quit smoking, stop drinking, lose weight, or even take up exercise.
0: It's not hard to do any of those things. You just have to want to do them. I don't want to quit smoking. If I wanted to quit smoking, I could do it. I don't want to.
1: Yeah, physical withdrawals are uh, difficult for a lot of people to get through. They are. Right. You, you but have if to you want to. to yeah. You can get through it. I agree with you. But it's more difficult than other things, right? Because you ha- you have to you have to go through those physical yeah. withdrawals.
0: But you can't make yourself want it,
1: right? So even those with health problems can be reasonably bl- be blamed on their own lapses. Deserve the best care possible. After all, for the most part, okay, they well, are my their refu- own
0: victims. My refusal to get vaccinated is just a, a momentary lapse of judgment. Then can I can I have my health care now?
1: Uh, as long as there's no one vaccinated in line in front of you, sure. But you have to take responsibility for that momentary lapse in judgment. And if your lapse in judgment impedes someone who was, you know, reasonable with their health care, right? I don't know.
0: So that's a dangerous precedent because someone could have a lapse in judgment and drive while drunk and crash their car, but someone else crashed and they weren't driving drunk. So now the person who wasn't drunk gets priority care because
1: you have to take responsibility for your lapse in judgment yeah i i would almost be okay with that like if two people crashed the car and one of them like you know had had a seizure and one of them was drinking like i would totally be okay with treating the seizure person first
0: well it would depend on what the injuries were really so Understood. my my example was bad
1: okay i'm just saying like all you got you when you get those exam, all other things being equal right yeah, equal like, injuries Seems to me like, you know, if you're going to drive drunk. There's some responsibility. Vaccine I don't resistors disagree. Vaccine resistors are different. Their refusal to take the shot doesn't just affect shots, their own.
0: Shots, because it's not just one shot. Even the Johnson & Johnson isn't just one shot okay. anymore. It's three, three shots right now to be fully
1: vaccinated against COVID-19. Their refusal to take their Fauci ouchie doesn't just <laughs> affect their own health. It poses a known risk to the health of others, especially now with the spread of the Delta variant.
0: But if your vaccine protects you from getting sicker, then it's just a threat to me that I'm unvaccinated, right?
1: Until you both need care at the hospital.
0: Yes, but I'm not putting the vaccinated person in any danger because they're
1: vaccinated. Until you both need that one bed at the hospital, right? Then right. you get priority treatment as the unvaccinated person needing triage, and they're more at risk now because they're not getting treated anymore.
0: More coming up, 603-283-6160. We're going to hear more about why the unvaccinated shouldn't get first treatment. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. As always, you can join us take control of the airwaves. If you don't like talking about COVID-19, that's okay. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. Change the Local subject.
1: Local
0: politics. Yeah. And corrupt
1: election officials.
0: It's a mess there in New Mexico. And it, and it always is. Uh, it is one of the most corrupt states, according to David, in the U.S. And So I'm not surprised to hear this coming out of Albuquerque. That's the phone number if you want to join us. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about this opinion piece from, you said, Washington Post? I believe it's
1: the Washington Post.
0: About whether or not doctors should prioritize giving health care to the vaccinated instead of the unvaccinated. And this raises so many interesting questions. Like, the whole point of the vaccine now, and regardless of what it was 18 months ago, because I don't remember... But the whole point is that it makes you less likely to die from it, less likely. It reduces the severity of symptoms. Right. So you're not going to get as sick, in which case you shouldn't need the hospital bed in the first place.
1: Right. But vaccinated people do on occasion because there are still vaccinated people dying. Right. Even though they're vaccinated, which raises other questions.
0: Yeah. Like what the hell good is the vaccine? (laughs) Because from what I've seen, and I can't find the article about it now, I think it was related to Israel, but they just sort of threw away through the line in there without really calling attention to it. That, you know, people who were di- the vaccinated people who were dying from COVID-19 had comorbidities like obesity and things like that. Well, OK, that 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 was always the case with COVID-19. That was always the people COVID-19 was killing.
1: Right. The the, the elderly, the infirmed people with, you know, obesity. Yeah, All so right. it doesn't really... S- Unhealthy people did not sit did not do well with COVID.
0: And healthy people weren't generally hospitalized in the first place. I know a, a lot of people who got COVID-19 this year in early March, or mid-March, rather, or late March. I don't remember exactly when. I know several people who have had COVID-19, and I only know one person, two people who died from it. One of those I'd never even met in person. I'm, sh- I'm not saying your grandmother or whatever didn't die from COVID-19, but I'm saying it's it seems to be very rare that anyone is actually hospitalized and much less that anyone dies as a result of COVID-19. Yeah. You would think in a town of 23,000 we would be like oh we would know a few.
1: Well, and again I get the I get the updates from Hawaii and the the hospital the uh the the statistics show that there there's still plenty of cases, there's a handful of hospitalizations and very minimal deaths. So If you, if you think you, which was always the case with COVID-19. But I I think as, as, as it's being listed as a pandemic, right? If you think you have it right, there's a lot of people that are going like, I'm just going to go to the hospital, right? Sure. I paid for my health insurance. I think I might have COVID. I'm going to go to the hospital to get treatment just in case, right? What was previously not really an ER visit has become an ER visit Mm, because of a pandemic. I have the flu. Please treat me. Right. Or I have a cold. Please treat me. Which you wouldn't go to the ER for necessarily. Right. You would call your doctor. No, if you went to the ER for a cold, they probably wouldn't even see you. Right. But now COVID-19, it's you know, severe cold. Making hospitals lots of
0: money with very minimal amounts of work. That the, And the government's paying for all of it. All of those tests.
1: And people are incentivized to go. Right. Because this this could kill you. If you think you have it, you should probably go to the ER.
0: I think the reason people are incentivized is because if they test positive, they get two weeks guaranteed off work and most employers will continue to pay them.
1: Okay. If they're lucky. Like, I don't...
0: Well, that was the whole po- point of the payment protection program that the government okay. put forward is that if people have to quarantine or your business has to close, you have to go ahead and pay your employees anyway. Okay. I don't know how many of them still do it, but I, there were people who took advantage of the quarantine process because they knew of someone who tested COVID 19 and they hugged them a few days before so now they have to quarantine for two weeks and that company did pay them
1: yeah. for those two full weeks so another one of those things are like follow the money right yeah if, if and the
0: government if, paid for that too
1: if you're going to pay me to not work and i don't have to like use my vacation time or my sick leave or whatever yeah and then i get a you know if you fire me i get a bonus check on top of that to not go back to work stimuluses why not we spent the last 18
0: years Rewarding incorrect behavior for sure. I, I'm trying to. The, Eighteen
1: months, you mean? Is what did I say? You said years. Eighteen months. Okay. yeah.
0: And I, I can't think of the terminology, but we've been reward. We've been incentivizing the wrong things. We've Improperly
1: been, incentivizing people.
0: Yes, we've yeah. been incentivizing people to stay home, to blow this out of proportion, to not work. Right. And hospitals are among those who have been being incentivized to blow this out of proportion. At one point, I think it was fi- fifteen thousand dollars for. Using a ventilator? Just using one. $15,000 guaranteed from the
1: government. And I'm one of those people that uh, I believe that the ventilators caused more damage than they helped. Like if, if you got on the ventilator, it was you, you were then worse off than you would if you had just taken oxygen at the time.
0: I don't know enough about it to okay. have an opinion.
1: Uh, I won't worry about it then. We'll just move on. I guess. Yeah, we'll move on. I'm not uh,
0: aware of the ventilators really helping anyone. I'm not aware of, I haven't heard a whole lot of stories about, oh, I was on a ventilator and I thought I was going to die, but then I pulled through. I haven't heard any of those. Right.
1: Be, uh, okay. So we'll, get, we'll go through this then. Early on, right, people that ended up in hospitals, they ended up on the ventilators. And like, that was the thing. That was part of the flatten the curve. Yeah. We nerd. don't have enough ventilators We don't have enough this. ventilators for everyone who's coming in that needs a ventilator.
0: By the way, did any hospitals spend any money buying more ventilators? Because I'm willing to bet the answer is no.
1: It is my opinion, based on some of the articles and news that has come out. Like, don't ask me to quote sources. Sure. Uh, the ventilators, they were people would come into the hospitals, they would get put on the ventilators, and then they would die. And it was, you know, like, the, the narrative was that, well, they had COVID so severe that even the ventilator could not help them and the problem was that they did not need a ventilator because their problem was not I cannot breathe on my own the problem was I'm not oxygenating oxygenating enough to get oxygen into the bloodstream so rather than being put on a ventilator to help their like chest go up and down they needed oxygen provided to them like an oxygen mask would have been fine Right, they would have forced oxygen they would have gotten that into the bloodstream and they would have likely survived but instead they were put on the ventilator which did nothing um, and then they died.
0: Is that, that is- why people are always checking their O2 levels these days and that kind of thing?
1: I would hope so. but again I'm gonna I, I will I will say that this is my opinion and my sure. belief and you are free to fact check me as much as you want on that. Or just
0: if you disagree, six zero three two eight three six one six zero.
1: but based on based on everything that I've read you know in in mainstream media and other sources, that's the conclusion that I've come to. Okay, all right. So vaccine resistors are different. To decline a vaccine or to decline to be vaccinated is to fail to live up to your duty to your community. And it should mean that you forfeit, if necessary, your claim to equal medical treatment. Wow. Emphasis but on... But
0: hold on. Would not this same person make the argument that health care is a human right?
1: Probably a few years ago, yes. Right? When it was like, you know, single-payer health care, everyone should get it for free. Sure. So,
0: so this this author is totally okay. In theory, we're, we're making the assumption here, but it, um, it sounds like a it's valid part assumption. part of the narrative. Yep. Yeah. That it's okay to deny people human rights.
1: It is now. Right, well, she
0: does want to change the moral calculus or whatever. The,
1: the moral calculus has changed. Oh, she's okay. not changing it. COVID <laughs> changed the moral calculus. So yes, they. In it, her opinion. Right. Yeah. It's an it's an opinion piece.
0: <laughs> the good thing about calculus, actual calculus, is that you know the numbers always come out the same.
1: Well, it's a moral calculus, not a math calculus. Right. Okay. Emphasis on if necessary, because that is the other part of the equation. Scarcity has consequences for the distribution of medical resources. Don't leftists also argue that scarcity no longer exists. uh, I would, they argue that we can work towards a post-scarcity society and that's the goal. And I would not disagree that that's a noble goal, right? It's like, you want to work towards it fine, but it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, It was a Thomas Sowell quote, like the, the, the first rule of economics is that, you know, scarcity applies across the board. And the first rule of politics is to ignore the first rule of economics or some to that effect, like scarcity exists, yeah. and you have to ignore that if you want to do anything in the political realm. So you can work towards post-scarcity all you want, but you're not there yet. I don't believe you'll get there. Um, but I do find it noble to go like, no, no. A world in which there is enough for everyone is aspirational, and it's a fine aspiration to have. But right now, not the case, right? There's limited me- There's limited beds, there's limited medical supplies, there were limited uh, ventilators, and... You know part of that I, I will say well you can blame it on the government right for not allowing new sure. hospitals to be built um but i just seem to exists. recall
0: seeing leftists make the argument that you know scarcity only continues to exist as a as a what is, what because it of capitalism religion? well yeah but they they refer to it more like it's an illusion if i recall correctly i don't know and i can't look up the tweets these days to find out exactly what i'm referring to but what are your thoughts on whether or not health care should be prioritized to those who have been vaccinated
7: You can weigh in. It's Free Talk Live. This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West, and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret that experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too, stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner, and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer, and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class. jeremywest.net slash free class.
3: Free Talk Live.
0: it is free talk live as always you're invited to join the discussion or you can talk about whatever you want 603-283-6160 that's the call line 603-283-6160 with you tonight it's aria and richie rich and we're talking about whether or not uh they, doctors should give priority treatment to people who are vaccinated because you know they did everything they were supposed to do. They jumped through all the hoops, they dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's. And when resources are scarce. When resources are scarce, yes. But resources are always scarce. Yes. By definition. And it it comes to a larger issue because we don't know what this author's actual perspective is, but I'm willing to bet, based on everything they've said so far, that this author believes that healthcare is a human right. And so they're totally okay with with denying human rights to people if they're unvaccinated. So we, we've officially reached that point. Well, maybe not officially, because as I said, we still don't know what this person actually believes in regard to yeah. health care. But obviously, I mean, healthcare care can't possibly be a right.
1: But not that they're denied, that they're deprioritized beneath well, if, those that are vaccinated.
0: If there's only one bed and right. you're not given that bed because you're unvaccinated right. and you're sent home to die, you are denied health care.
1: Understood. But someone's someone's going, one of the two is going to be denied. Yes. Right? And uh, we talked about the triage situation earlier. Triage, the vaccinated person would be denied. And that also seems like an odd thing to do in the current climate. But
0: let's get to the phones. We have Jill calling from Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Well, when it comes to government subsidies and the rest, my brother was telling me in 2009 when the, when the measure was before Congress, I think, he was saying health care is a right, and I said, no, it's not. Nothing is a right but the right to be left alone. Of course, presumably, people trying to get into the hospital have paid taxes.
0: Well, healthcare can't possibly be a right because healthcare care yeah. requires someone else to do something, and you don't have the right to require someone else to do something. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But I mean when people want to go into a tax-supported facility, presumably they've already had their money taken away from them to pay the taxes and so forth. This is what I find wrong with the with taxation and and governments government to owning so much uh, so much stuff and having all these publicly owned facilities in the first place. I'm for private enterprise and laissez-faire
0: yeah yeah absolutely as are we jill uh thank you so much for the call tonight I it, find it, it is messed up you know that you know the tax system is used to pay for these hospitals and stuff so so in a sense yes the taxpayer has already paid for the hospital and should under that system have access to the hospital yeah
1: i find it odd when i drive by a sign that says government property no trespassing right like right i paid for that
0: they call it public property, but in, right. in reality, there's no such thing. It's, it's government property. Yeah,
1: but it's like it's run by the government. Like, how am I trespassing then? If they've taken money from me to put that thing there, I should have equal access to it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. We've also got Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major Payne, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Yeah. Good evening, folks. Hey, what's on old your mind tonight? Jill, Jill was right. Uh, old uh, Big Brother wants to be the Holy Mother. We're dealing with Uncle Scam has gotten very very sad and very very hard to swallow what has I mean, to feed us
0: it, it it's so frustrating because libertarians we we've, we've mm-hmm. been screaming foaming at the mouth about this and we we've had a lot of it was predictive right but then Edward Snowden was like oh yeah these people they turns out they were right the entire time Chelsea Manning came out and was like oh yeah it turns out they were right the entire time yep and uh, well, over and over again right. libert, libertarians have just been right the entire time and it doesn't seem to matter Ariel, no you pulled a
8: Homer a while back. You said you, that your people have been spoiled for eighteen years, and you meant eighteen months. You were right. It was eighteen years.
1: I wasn't sure. That's why I asked because I wasn't <laughs> no, sure no, she I'm actually just, meant eighteen saying, years. It also made sense. I, 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 I,
8: I know she made. I know she meant months, but she said years.
1: Yeah, well, and, it also made sense to say years. I'm with you. I'm with you, Major Payne.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. You know what a Homer is, right? From The Simpsons. That's where you do everything wrong, and it still comes out right. Dope. No, I didn't no. know that.
5: <laughs> but anyway, it's certainly I, been escalated
0: up- in the last eighteen months. Yeah, most most certainly. Certain. But the, they pulled the they pull the stopper
8: out of the sink. They can't keep the you know they can't hide the tiny bowl man going down the drain now. But uh, it's
0: going to be interesting to see what what they attempt to do to stave off the the inevitable economic collapse that the government's created with the lockdowns, the shipping shortages, the the food shortages, the toilet paper shortages, the staffing shortages—yeah, the shortages across well, they, the board. Their intention is
8: thirty-five to fifty percent reduction in the population. They don't expect there there be a shortage because the minimal fraction of us neophytes that are left will have no choice but to serve them because they have all the donuts.
1: Yeah. We, it's we were ridiculous. Ta- we were talking a little bit about the shortages and even the uh, coming inflation. Uh, again at the at the meetup before the show tonight and it was brought up that you know the the Fed, like the, the people who are printing more money, right, are actively blaming the libertarians for the inflation. How? Because they're saying like, well, the libertarians all said that the inflation is coming and so people acted in accordance with that, right? Like producers started raise, if inflation's coming, producers have got to raise the price. <laughs> and so they <laughs> preemptively nonsense. raised their
0: price. <laughs> are people really making that argument
1: it was said at the dinner table i don't know his source okay but that's the claim that was made and here again it it sounds like nonsense until you remember like at the beginning of the pandemic where people were like there's going to be food shortages there's going to be toilet paper shortages but what actually caused that was the run-up to hoard all that stuff in advance Right.
0: Well, it wasn't just that. There were actual shortages. I had to deal with this a lot at my other job throughout the last several years. It's always been one item or the other is currently experiencing
1: a shortage. Sure. But there there, there may not have been a toilet paper shortage if people didn't immediately yes. go out and hoard toilet paper upon hearing the news that there might be a shortage coming. That's still one of the most you bizarre guys things. You remember about
8: five, seven years ago when Venezuela took over all the factories and they could not produce enough toilet paper for the whole company? to wipe their arse so they were using the boulevard or whatever
1: it was yeah because it's cheaper than toilet paper yeah, yeah. i'm well, not surprised I, you, you I mean, couldn't get toilet paper understood you couldn't get it but the, the, they're the, not going to give you a newspaper because that
8: might inform you
1: or misinform you but the, the point yeah, is true. that when you hear the news right people act in accordance with what they perceive the future to be and sometimes that actually like it's predictive. Were in there, a way,
0: were there warnings about an upcoming toilet paper shortage, though? Because I did, I completely missed all of that, and just I woke up one day and there was a toilet paper shortage because, for whatever reason, Americans ran out and bought toilet paper.
1: Yeah, and so I get a phone call from my mom going, "Dude, you got to get toilet paper now because people are <laughs> buying up all the toilet paper. But, There's going to be a shortage."
0: Yes, but but and then, why did they start buying it all up?
1: Who knows, <laughs> right? But it started. And then they went, holy, holy crap! People are buying up all the toilet paper. There's going to be a shortage, and then everyone goes out and creates the shortage. Yeah, right? it, there, there was enough for. I, I have a, uh, I had a customer uh, at my normal job. I, like, I manage a self storage facility, and he basically, like, he unfortunately passed away, but he's like, all my family's coming to me now, man, because that that storage locker is full of teepee. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I mean, good for you. And now I know Was which like one I'm going to Prepping rate. over the years. No, I think he just got it. I think he <laughs> he saw the run up early enough on that he loaded up. Wow. Like my mom, lo- my mom always has like a full stock of toilet paper. Like she has way more than you know you'll ever need at any given time. And so she had enough to last quite a while, and then hoarded more and sent me some. Like she ordered <laughs> some and had it sent to me because she knew that I wasn't going to go out and participate in this nonsense. Just wanted to make sure that I had the teepee. So, the, the toilet paper shortage is still one of the things that I do not understand at all. Right. But it was the news of a coming shortage, right, that precipitated the actual shortage.
0: But I don't know that there was news of a coming shortage. I think it was just people panicked and they went out and for whatever reason, yeah. they bought toilet paper and that created the shortage.
1: But if no one had said anything and there was just a handful of people hoarding toilet paper, right, they probably would not have run out. But the minute Maybe. you go, like, people are hoarding toilet paper, man, you got to get <laughs> yours now. And every, everyone okay. else runs out.
0: Okay, I would agree, but I would say that the shortage had already started at that point. Okay. What are your thoughts? And why do you why, why did so many people rush out there and buy a toilet paper? Same
1: with food. As soon as you find out there's going to be a meat shortage, right, you go up and stock up on all the frozen meats.
0: Yeah, but the, the initial toilet paper buy was what created all of this. Why did that happen? 603-283-6160. Talk Live. You can join us. 603-283-6160 if you want to do that. That's 603-283-6160. And for those who don't remember, some time ago we talked about a bodybuilder who fell in love with and married his sex doll. Yep. And I, I don't even remember a whole lot about it. I just remember... Us having a discussion about whether or not he was trolling or whether or not he was sincere, which would mean he was maybe not crazy, but not entirely sane. Sure. Well, he has, he, he has been unfaithful, or he wants to be unfaithful. He's found a new love. He has, and it gets worse. If you thought, okay, <laughs> it can't get any weirder than the dude marrying his sex doll... It gets weirder.
1: At least with the sex doll, you can understand, right? You know, anthropomorphic human features. <laughs> sure, but no. <laughs> Kazakh. He body wants to fe- add human features to this one. Fallen in love with an ashtray. An ashtray. An ashtray. Like a
0: and a and this is just a normal. I mean, I'll, standard, I'll show you
1: the picture. It's just one of standard outside ashtrays
0: that he's for those it is that he's posing naked with. By the way, for those. Who weren't graced Maybe. with that. Might on.
1: Maybe. Maybe. And he wants to add a fake vagina to it. To the ashtray. To the ashtray.
0: Now, is this a new ashtray or was he just like walking down the street and went, wow,
1: that ashtray is hot. Not a new ashtray. So, uh, fall in love with a large ashtray he saw in a club, lauding its brutal scent <laughs> and the touch of metal on his skin.
0: There's something wrong with this dude. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: It takes a lot for me to say that, but damn, there's something wrong with this dude.
1: Yuri Talachko wants to add a fake vagina to a hole in the black receptacle, which he swooned for during a photo shoot with little more than nine months after marrying his sex doll in a touching ceremony.
0: (laughs) They took pictures that were on Instagram and everything. So I guess it was nine months ago that we talked about this. Yeah,
1: probably within the last year. The hulking pansexual 36-year-old has filmed himself... Sm- that is... A, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Do we really want to in- expand
0: pansexual to include sex dolls and ashtrays?
1: I mean, is there a better term for it?
0: I don't know, but I would like to come up with one because I consider myself pansexual. Okay. But my definition of pansexual excludes ashtrays and... Sex dolls.
1: So you're an ashtray exclusionary pansexual. (laughs) Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, and I I will stick with that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Cradling the ashtray, although the half-naked beefcake explained that he could not show all of its contents and his caresses because of rules imposed by Instagram. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is a big ashtray in a smoking room in a club, explained the randy lover of sex dolls Lola and Luna. At first, I just arranged a photo shoot with it but then it began to
0: <laughs> So he goes to a club, he sees an ashtray and he
1: he's immediately enamored by it.
0: And he proceeds to arrange a photo shoot with it. Can you imagine going up to the owner of this place or the manager like, "Hey, your ashtray is beautiful. I want to model in photos with it." I
1: mean, depending on the club, <laughs> the owner may be okay with that. Maybe. You know what kind of club? Well, I mean, if the guys kind of paying. Yeah. The ashtray? Really, bro? Yeah, whatever you want. Just take it in the other room.
0: Ah, man, this guy.
1: At first... I I want to know
0: what he's going to do next, because I don't think this will be his final thing.
1: Oh, no, well, he's got to stay in the news somehow. We will stay on top of it as long as Russia (laughs) Today continues to to report on it. Uh, It began to attract me. I wanted to touch it again. Smell it. I love its brutal scent. The touch of metal on my skin. It's really brutal. I also like that it has a story and that it's not new that it has served many people and continues to serve them.
0: ashtrays are disgusting, by the way, even as someone who smokes, they, they smell horrific and they're disgusting.
1: I mean, he describes it as brutal smelling, so he might not yeah, you know, but he likes the brutal but he smell. likes it yeah uh, Tolochkin, who variously described himself as a savage muscleman and athlete who was hotter than hell says he has persuaded the owner of the ashtray to let him explore the relationship privately. Oh, so there you go. God. He asked the owner. Owner's okay with it. Whatever you want, man. <laughs> A couple of days ago, I was allowed to be alone with it during off hours, he revealed. I really liked it. I want to ask them to give it to me sometimes at night. It will look great in my harem. My babies will be happy. Lola and Luna will support it. Those are the sex dolls. Okay. However... So he, ha- I- he has... Multiple sex dolls,
0: wives already. Uh,
1: Well, I don't know which one he married, or if he married both. But he has two. It's an open marriage, apparently. Okay, he's pansexual. Uh, True. Yeah.
0: Pansexual and now involved with an ashtray
1: as as part of the pansexual definition.
0: I don't know that I
1: agree with that. You're just an ashtray exclusion. We covered this.
0: I don't think it should. I don't think pansexual definition should include non living things.
1: If you're a pansexual, call in and tell us what you would like to exclude from your definition.
0: 603-283-6160. I will say that being alive seems to be a necessary prerequisite.
1: However, I don't want to buy a new ashtray or that they will give it to me forever. I want it uh, to continue to work to benefit people. I love this story. I can also insert an artificial vagina in the tube into the hole. What Is do you the owner think about okay with that? I don't know. We haven't done it. A- <laughs> And how and how will they let me be its boyfriend? His astray romance is not the only thrill Talochkin has shown off recently to his vast following of more than one hundred eight thousand uh, people on social media.
0: Platforms. I mean, how could you not follow this guy? You, you, you never know what he's
1: going to do next. And I think that might be more so than people who actually like are fans of him. Yeah, it's more of like a you know, I want to be, I want to see the freak show as well. <laughs> After relaxing in the park after a paintball session in a tiny pair of blue pants on Tuesday, uh, Talochkin shared a clip from a club on Wednesday in which sex doll Luna was part of his saucy act for the first time. Luna has earned her first money, he reported in the footage that showed Talochkin sliding up to the horizontal doll and removing a sheet from atop the flamed-haired stiletto-wearing mannequin.
0: Wait, what country is this guy from?
1: Uh, Was it uh, Kazakh, Kazakh? Kazakhstan? Okay. The Borat people okay
0: (laughs) alas that is for sure how i know the people of kazakhstan
1: (laughs) alas the proponent of his surreal sexuality again had to tell viewers that the footage had been cut short due to censorship directing fans to his telegram channel to witness the full performance so a good marketer as well why not only fans that would have made so much more sense i mean get you know get them there next Tolochkin issued a call to arms for his, to his followers alongside his first photo shoot with the ashtray last month when he placed the object between his open legs while topless. I want to reach out to people who consider themselves beautiful, he said, writing after Fan told him they were sad about the prospect of being perceived as ugly. Please do not offend other people. Do not tell them they are fat, ugly. You have no idea how much it hurts them. All right, so we're standing up to bullies as well. But That's good. Don't just do this because you are lucky to be beautiful. You're just in luck. Appreciate it. I also want to tell people who consider themselves ugly, believe in yourself. Very often you are very nice, sincere, and it's good to be with you. In fact, you're also beautiful. Just one for some reason you decided otherwise. F all the beauty templates. I'll tell you, as a child, I was often teased. People laughed at me. I was a pretty boy, but I didn't know it.
0: Well, he at least has a positive message that he's conveying through all of these little
1: shenanigans. Sure. And if it takes having a relationship with an asteroid to get to that point, so be it. 603-283-6160.
0: It's Free Talk Live
3: breaking weather news. Belize is sunny and around 82 degrees every day this week.
2: What's the forecast for your life? If current politics and economic prospects are cramping your freedom, escape to the tropics. ECI Development has affordable second homes for you to own or rent in Belize and other tropical countries. Places with stable governments and growing economies. Secure your freedom now. To find out more, send an email to FTL at ECIDEvelopment.com
0: It's Free Talk Live. I look forward, when all of this nonsense is over, to listening to shows from a year ago or two years ago, whenever it takes for all of this, or ten years ago, to see you know what things we predicted about the oncoming pandemic and the inflation and the government overspending and all of that nonsense, to see how correct we were
1: libertarians for right again
0: and i know those videos will still be there because we have them on library which is an uncensorable decentralized blockchain-based media sharing protocol and we're big fans of it here on free talk live in 2020 library launched odyssey which is a video sharing website to compete with youtube and it's really taking off with now over 1 million channels many of whom are disaffected youtube creators During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so now we're streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. That's video.freetalklive.com. Now, the reason I say all of that about looking forward to going back and Seeing just how correct we were is because when they first started talking about coming up with a COVID-19 vaccine, I remember saying that it's not going to work because cold viruses evolve too quickly and you're going to have to get a new shot. And it looked like then they were going to say every 45 days you were going to need to require a new shot because of waning antibodies and all of this other stuff. So we said you're going to have to get a third shot, a fourth shot, and already... They threw out the third shot. And now Israel is planning to administer a fourth COVID shot, which could be adjusted to fight new variants as the country battles wave of infections, despite hugely successful vaccine rollout.
1: Which is also why, if we go back to the pill that they're coming out with, even if it's currently just being used to treat people with COVID, right? Oh, yeah, you get COVID, you get the pill, and then you're done. Like, after all this, you really expect that to have, like, sunset? Uh, like that's gonna yeah. be you know uh, that won't be uh, the end of it probably won't be, i'll predict it won't be the end of it uh,
0: i mean it's it's a cold and it's a fact of life now and there's no way out but to go right through it man yeah israel is set to begin preparations to administer fourth doses of the coronavirus vaccines as a country deals with soaring cases despite its trailblazing rollout of jabs it's almost like the vaccine isn't really doing anything to prevent the spread of right. COVID nineteen. How could
1: you be that far ahead of the curve and still be suffering? The right? country's national coronavirus
0: czar, Salman Zarka, said the country needs to prepare for a fourth injection which could be modified to better protect against new variants of the virus.
1: Let's not skip over the fact you just said the COVID, you know, czar, right? Like, right. like that, that? like that's a an, normal thing. It's an official position now. In Israel, they got like the one guy in charge of this whole thing. Yeah.
0: Given that the virus is here and will continue to be here, we also need to prepare for a fourth injection, he told Khan Public Radio. And a fifth injection, and a sixth, and a seventh, and as many as they want until people stop complying. This is our life from now on in waves. So he's he's admitting that the best they've got is to routinely give you a shot every yeah. six to eight months. that's the rest of your life
1: to be fair right the the people who get the flu vaccine the flu shot every year because that's that's part of what you do so it's not it's not uncommon right to get these regular injections of some kind to treat you know what's relatively common out there in the world it's just doing it like i don't know how many people would stand it if you know monthly or bi-monthly so six to eight months eh? Maybe it's just like a flu shot then. You go get you get your pre winter flu shot and you get your spring flu shot and COVID shot and then that's it. Maybe hand I view out, it differently. Hand them out at the grocery stores. Come get your free COVID shot just while you're picking up the loaf of
0: bread. I mean, especially since the government's paying for it all. Last month he told the Times of Israel that people should expect to receive more vaccines to deal with new variants. It seems that we are it seems that if we learn the lessons from the fourth wave we must consider the possibility of subsequent waves with the new variant, such as the one from South Africa. That would be the Mu variant, evidently. And I caused hadn't...
1: by all the previous waves.
0: Yeah, apparently. Thinking about this and the waning of the vaccines and the antibodies, it seems every few months, it could be once a year or five or six months, we'll need another shot. Yep. Just like we said would be the case a year ago when they first started talking about the vaccines. Or a year and a half ago, whenever it was, we pointed
1: out there would be a lifetime of perpetual getting shot. You think they're going to stop at two? No. You think you're going to get to leave the mask off after you get the shot? No. Oh,
0: but so many people <laughs> believe that, man. And I know a lot of people who, did, who are upset that the masks are going to return. Because like, they- I got vaccinated. Why should I have to wear a mask again? I no. don't think they'll stand up for their right.
1: Can we use that to convert them to anti-government libertarians of some kind? I'm, I'm Is trying, it man. <laughs> Is it enough? Is I, this I enough to get you to move? I don't think it's enough.
0: We'll see. What will it take? He added that he expects Israel to be given out vaccines that had been especially adapted, excuse me, specially adapted to cope with different variants of the virus by late 2021 or early 2022. A new, a new vaccine know? for every strain.
1: How do they know which strains are coming? Yeah, they can't. Is it again again like the flu where they go like, yeah, we think it's going to be this one.
0: Well, it's worse than that because it's a coronavirus. It's a cold. So there are dozens of these strains right now, and they don't know which one is going to be the dominant strain. While Israel is seeing record case numbers in its fourth wave, the Jabs are still protecting against severe illness with COVID deaths running at about half of the level of its second wave. That could also be because more of the people who were prone to dying of COVID-19 died during the second wave, which would also be a valid explanation for the data. I don't know, but that's not unlikely. I mean, if someone was going to die from COVID and COVID spreads as wildly as they say, then you're going to get higher deaths earlier on as it's spreading to the people, to all the people and go ahead and killing the
1: ones who can be killed from it. Yeah. But it's, a, it's those new variants, right, that are going to mm. spread like wildfire and take care of those who, you know, had some immunity to the old variant, right?
0: Well, they say, you know, it's the, the Delta is the most contagious strain yet. Okay, but that what does that really mean? Because you've been referring to it as like the most contagious disease ever for the last 18 months. So, okay, it's even more contagious than the most contagious thing ever. Yeah. I find, I find it difficult to care.
1: I, I would care more if it was the most contagious and the most deadly. Yes, right. But like most, <laughs> but it's most, only one of those things. Most contagious doesn't bother me. You go like, okay, so you get it, and then you don't die, and then that's it. Like I don't, I don't know why this is still such a big deal.
0: Stats compiled by Oxford University-backed research team Our World and Data shows there were a record 1,892 cases per million people in Israel on Wednesday, nearly 0.2 percent of the entire population in a single day. Point 0.2. And this is why everyone is, and this is why they have this enormous vaccination rate, the highest number of COVID cases per million in Israel.
1: 0.2 a day. How will they ever slow this thing down? (laughs) That was significantly higher
0: than the second worst hit Mongolia, where the rate was 1,119 per million, and doubled the figures for Kosovo, Georgia, and Montenegro, which is a surprise. Well, it is kind of surprising. It should surprise people. Israel. The most vaccinated country on the planet, I think. Don't quote me on that; I could be wrong. It is also generating record numbers of COVID nineteen vaccinations, beating out Mongolia and many other countries. They show some. They show some graphs here that do seem to suggest that the death rate is down. But of course, that would be the case if the people who are more likely to die from COVID nineteen did so already.
1: Yeah. And then the new variant comes out and it spikes it up again as people who were, you know, didn't catch it before now are dying from the new variant. And then it goes down and then, you know.
0: The figure only looks at one day's worth of tests and Israel's high rate is thought to have been driven up by a huge testing push ahead of schools reopening there. Imagine doing all of this for a virus so deadly you have to be tested to know you have it. But the country has consistently reported some of the highest infection rates in the world since mid-August amid an unprecedented third wave, despite being one of the most vaccinated nations in the world. Okay, so it's one of the most vaccinated.
1: So if they can't can't cope with it, what chance do we have? Just give up. Give up and get it.
0: There's more coming up about Israel and their fourth shot. Did you get a second shot? Did you get a first shot? Are you willing to get a third? What about a fourth? How many are you going to get? 603-283-6160. tonight it's been aria and rich rich and i want to say thank you to vinkman who is tonight's amplifier that means vinkman is a member of the app program you can find it at amp.freetalklive.com it only takes five bucks per month to enter and as money is used strictly to advertise market and promote free talk live hence his name that's amp.freetalklive.com now vinkman is a platinum level amplifier which means that it uh, Finkman is giving $25 or more per month to the program. And again, we don't ask that much. All it takes is $5 per month. And that helps get us on more radio stations, get us more podcast downloads, all of that awesome stuff. It helps the ideas of liberty that we espouse here and, you know, criticism of government and questioning the narratives they put forward reach more audiences. So if we value that, you may consider joining the AMP program. That's amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about Israel, one of the most vaccinated nations in the world, also dealing with record numbers of COVID-19 cases. And how they're
1: failing with all those vaccines with their record number of cases.
0: Yes, and it doesn't seem to be doing that much good.
1: It's just another government program, man. Throw more money at it, get more vaccines.
0: Yeah, it does say they did more testing recently as people are preparing to reopen the schools and all of that. Israel has been offering booster jabs to people. I, lo- I hate how Jab has just become the vernacular for getting a vaccine, getting I, a shot. I
1: still like the Fauci Ouchie because it's funny.
0: I like that one for COVID 19. It is funny. I was surprised <laughs> that someone in that article referred to it as No, that. they
1: didn't. They said Jab and then oh. I reread it. And
0: it. <laughs> okay, well, that, it's still funny. <laughs> yeah. So they've been offering booster jabs to people over the age of 60 since July, and data suggests the scheme has helped to curb rising hospital admissions. The country has since expanded the top up drive to everyone over 12. Who has already had two doses? So every Israeli who's over the age of twelve can get a third dose of the COVID nineteen vaccine already.
1: And if you don't want it, you get it anyway because it's Israel.
0: As of Friday, more than two and a half million people in the country had received a third dose. I don't know what percentage of their population that is. They're they're of course saying that you know their booster drive has slowed hospitalizations. They have a data. They have a little graph here about that, but there's really. I mean, call, correlation does not equal causation. Right. And that there are fewer hospitalizations and fewer deaths does not necessarily mean that the vaccine is working or doing anything. It could very well mean that the people most likely to be hospitalized and killed by COVID-19 were just hospitalized and killed already. Yep. So, man, they put a bunch of graphics
1: in this. But if it's working, right, and it's reducing symptoms, great. Right? But it's, you still but, get it. But we don't it know, know it's working and reducing symptoms. Right. But I'm just saying, theoretically, if it is sure. if fantastic, it is. then then you have nothing to worry about with the unvaccinated, right? Because you can get it from other vaccinated people. You can spread it to everyone. But if your vaccine helps you and reduces your symptoms, well, then lay off everybody else because you're covered. You're as covered as you're going to be at this point.
0: I wish people have viewed it that way, but you, you have Israel and you have Australia and New Zealand and all of these other horrific company, countries. I'm moving away from that Israel article because I, I knew it was very long, but as it turned out, it was only very long because they include a bunch of graphs in there. And we obviously are not going to spend the next, last 10 minutes of the show describing a bunch of graphs. So Australia, back to them, have they traded away too much liberty to call themselves a liberal democracy. I would argue they have.
1: absolutely. Yes,
0: and that they are a full-blown fascist police state at this point. If
1: you have to take a picture of your location and upload it to the government, otherwise the cops come... I I still can't believe that's a real thing, man. You're fallen. (laughs) Australia has fallen. That's it. Declared. Dead on arrival.
0: And they know it. Prime Minister Scott Morrison knows that the burden is too heavy. This is not a sustainable way to live in this country. What you mean with no economy? One prominent civil libertarian summed up the rules by lamenting, we've never seen anything like this in our lifetimes. I like his wording, considering the goal of the Libertarian Party is liberty in our lifetimes. Yes. But Australia is going the opposite direction. Up to now, one of Earth's freest societies, Australia
1: has become a hermit continent. Did not they, just sorry, didn't they have like a gun buyback? Some time ago?
0: They did. I think guns are like, to some degree, illegal in Australia. So they're not one of Earth's freest societies.
1: So they took away all the guns, and now you have to tell the cops where you're at at all times. Yes. Okay, just checking.
0: And and you're under lockdown 23 hours a day. You're only allowed yard time for the purpose of exercising, and then you can't stray too far from your
1: house. Just checking. how how important those gun rights happen to be sometimes (laughs) sorry please continue yeah
0: absolutely before 2020 the idea of australia all but forbidding its citizens from leaving the country a restriction associated with communist regimes was unthinkable but today it's widely accepted a policy a widely accepted policy
1: oh so there you go You can't even escape no
0: so terrible how how did that gun buyback program Uh, turn out yeah terrible not well the nation's high court struck down a challenge to the country's COVID-19 restrictions. It may be accepted that the travel restrictions are harsh. Now, these we're talking about specifically the restrictions that allow you to get the hell out. Yep. It may also be accepted that they intrude upon individual rights. This is the you nation's highest court.
1: You don't say. But par- Not letting people leave it intrudes on individual rights? It gets worse. But Parliament
0: was aware of that. So Parliament was aware that they were indiv- that they were um, intruding upon individual rights when they passed this legislation, and the High Court said, "Yes, it's fine because they knew they were intruding on your rights. Yeah. That makes it okay."
1: Well, and you're in Parliament, you're having a debate, and you're like, "Well, if we do this, you know, what are they going to do?" Well, we took all the guns away. Oh, yeah. okay, pass it then. <laughs> what What can they do? Interest You can't run, travel. you can't fight, you can't leave, and you can't fight back. You're stuck. Yeah,
0: it's not working out well. Intrastate travel within Australia is also severely restricted. And it goes on to give some details and stuff like that. But most importantly, it's the facial recognition thing. The, the stupid app. Returning travelers quarantining at home, or I think anyone in at, at their home, is now forced, forced to download an app that combines facial recognition and geolocation. The state will text them at random times and thereafter, they will have 15 minutes to take a picture of their face in the location where they are supposed to be. Should they fail, the local police department will be sent to follow
1: up in person. So I was concerned about this on a recent trip back to Hawaii because Hawaii was doing not as extreme, but like similar things or wanted to do similar things with apps on phones and check ins with, you know, people who visit. Right. And so I bought I bought a like a burner flip phone specifically for the trip. Yeah. Got a new number, new email. I'm like, this is this is what I'm taking. Like, screw you if you're gonna put an app on like a, on a flip phone, and tell me I have to check in. I'll be here and gone before you can see me. <laughs>
0: and Australia is the government in Australia isn't upset by this. We don't tell them how often or when on a random basis they have to reply within 15 minutes. Premier Stephen Marshall explained. I think every South Australian should feel proud
1: that we are the national pilot. For the home-based quarantine app. So you're you're a night owl, right? Whatever yeah. your stay-at-home job is, you work nights. And so you sleep during the day. And at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon before you've woken up, you get a call like, don't take your picture, but you're sleeping, right? And all of a sudden you get a knock on the door from the police, the Australian police, because you didn't answer your phone in time, because you yes. were sleeping, because you have a different work schedule than everybody else. Yes, exactly okay, that. But fantastic.
0: Or even if you sleep at night, presumably they they could send you one of these at three in the morning, while yeah. the average person is asleep. And the next thing you know, the cops are showing up at their door. Hey, we need to know why you
1: didn't answer your phone. And now they have probable cause. Yeah, if that was if they, if they needed it, ah, oh, he didn't he didn't answer his phone check in and take his picture, so we just went ahead inside.
0: Yeah, and if you're asleep, you may not hear them knocking. Of course, cops don't knock lightly. Yeah, but if you're in a large enough house, you may just not hear them. So, good times. It's horrifying. Other states also curtailed their citizens' liberty in the name of safety. The state of Victoria announced a curfew and suspended its parliament for
1: parts of the pandemic. So they're going to get like a little petty dictator then. They they got one. Suspend the parliament. Only one guy in charge now. To put this in context, federal and state parliaments sat
0: during both world wars and the Spanish flu, and curfews have never been imposed. In responding to a question about whether he had gone too far with respect to imposing a curfew, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews replied, it is not about human rights, it is about human life. So life isn't worth living if you don't have any rights, I I would point out to Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews.
1: Ah, but will these rules apply to him? Probably Probably not.
0: In New South Wales, Police Minister David Elliott defended the deployment of the Australian military to enforce lockdowns. Because that's right, they are under military lockdown there. So who's going to spread word it? For that.
1: Who's going to spread it? It's going to be the military enforcing the lockdown. If everyone's locked at home, the only people out there to spread the virus is going to be the military. So hopefully they'll blame them when it when it doesn't work.
0: Anti-lockdown protests in Melbourne were banned, and when dissenters gathered anyway, hundreds were arrested and fined. The article rightly calls attention to the travesties happening in Australia, but it leaves the question unanswered about whether or not Australia still has the right to call itself a liberal democracy. No. Uh, We answered it
1: at the beginning. No.
0: It is is a definitive no. Australia has fallen. Who's next? Stay tuned to Free Talk Live. To find out more, you can find us online at freetalklive.com.
3: After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean, and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com we um.